to Soul Naked, your podcast all about embodied healing and sacred sensuality. I am Tanya Hirsch and this podcast is intended to guide you home to your truth and feminine power. Each episode is designed to inspire you to create a pleasure-filled life that is in alignment with your soul. Let's drop the mask and dive right in. Our infinity. Our Welcome back, my loves, to the Soul Naked podcast. Today, I have a expansive, juicy interview with Ellie McPhee, and we talked about how you can take the embodied wisdom of your womb, of your healing, into your business. So the topic is Juicy Feminine Leadership Through Embodied Womb Healing. And Ellie is such an embodied, walking, inspiring example of this work through her own journey. And we talked about her journey of becoming a womb priestess and tantric practitioner, because there's always an interesting story how these amazing women end up sharing this work with so much passion and devotion and connection to something higher than themselves. Ellie guides leaders deeper into their purpose by accessing the wisdom of their womb and expanding abundance via body-based pleasure riches, somatic expression, and establishing hormonal balance. She certifies space holders to lead riches that liberate divine feminine energy of creativity, fertility, and sexuality. So we really dove into the path of a priestess, what a priestess is, what it means, how she discovered she's a priestess, a womb priestess in her case. There's different kind of priestesses. We talked about emotional release to be able to express yourself freely because it's always connected. If you have blocks in your body, if you have trauma blocking your expression, it will show up in your life and in your business especially. We talked about menstrual health issues and she shares her story of how she rebalanced her hormones after not having her period for two years. And sometimes we think that's normal. It's just sometimes something we need to get on, but it's actually, it can be a huge thing if you don't look at it. So I hope her story inspires you if this is something that's present in your life or you know someone that you can send this podcast interview because you can support your menstrual cycle holistically and specifically with your diet by supporting your blood sugar levels. So she shares examples and she also created a book about this. So there's a lot of feminine wisdom waiting for you. For example, if you have period cramps, how you can support your womb by, she calls it PMS through creating space. Please make space. PMS, please make space, which is so important for us. I talk a lot about this on this podcast, but she has a beautiful way of really making this like a non-negotiable on your moon time. And then we dove on how to take this whole wisdom of womb healing and embodied healing into your leadership, how you lead your life, how you lead your business, and how you can create and act from inspiration rather than force. So it's a really beautiful, amazing, powerful conversation that I feel every single woman should listen to. And before we introduce Ellie to the podcast, a little reminder that if you want to experience the embodied womb wisdom in person, I'm offering a retreat with my dear sister, Shaman Shani. <laughs> that sounds funny. With Shani, my dear sister, the ayahuasca retreat that changed my life so much. We are guiding the embodied womb wisdom retreat end of March, beginning of April, one week in Mexico, where we have all the beautiful 
things that connect you to your womb, to your yoni. So you can create from overflow. You can create from a connection to the divine. We will clear your vessel. So things like yoni painting, yoni gazing, yoni steaming, yoni egg initiation, Temascal. We have a plant medicine journey. We have a breast massage. All the beautiful tantric techniques combined with embodied healing work to get you into your next level of growth and expansion while connecting even deeper to the wisdom of your womb, of your body. This will make you an empowered leader, empowered woman to show up in the world from your heart and your womb rather than your conditioning and mind. So if you ever experienced this work is a highway to your soul's evolution and nothing connects you deeper to your truth, to what's true for you. So if you feel the calling, send me a message. I would love to see uh, to hear more about you, to see if you're a perfect match for this. And now without further ado, let's welcome Ellie to the Soul Naked Podcast. Ellie, welcome to the Soul Naked Podcast. I'm so grateful to have you here today. Thank you so much for hosting this, Tanya. The first question I would love to ask you is what does Soul Naked mean to you right now? What comes up intuitively? <laughs> Such a good question and such an amazing name for a podcast and so relevant in these times. So soul naked for me, I'm on the priestess path and being on the priestess path, there has been memories, rememberings that I've uncovered from past lives. And in these past lives, there were time periods where being in magic, being in the priestess role contributed to death or being an outcast. And so as I go to share my magic in the world and communicate my gifts and share womb healing on a broader level, oftentimes I'll have this fear come up or these throat locks that I get to work through. And I know that it's connected to the lineage and walking this path in modern times and sharing it more publicly. And so soul naked to me means being my sole expression of this priestess path, walking it fearlessly, being in devotion, sharing the message of service, and being rooted in it, being unshakable in it, and being vulnerable in it. Mm, that resonates so deeply, and I love what you just shared, because I feel we all came here with a mission, and if we truly devote our lives to it, it requires us to shed the skin of conditioning and even past lives that make us not feel safe to share it but our mission is bigger than our conditioning and our fear and even the blocks that we have i had the same experience as you that i almost felt someone is choking me when a channel came through and i didn't feel safe to share it and working through these blocks are necessary to really shine our light and to really step into the woman we came here to be and it's such a beautiful way of seeing so naked so for those who are listening and they don't know what a priestess is, if this is a word that's new for them, can you share a little bit about what it means for you and what it means to walk this path of a priestess? Yeah, absolutely. So a priestess is one who is bridging essentially the celestial, the heaven on earth. And so there can be rituals that are guided and hosted to help people connect to the divinity that is within them and to bring ritual and sacredness into the mundane, because life is a ceremony. Life is an absolute sacred ceremony, and we all have light to give. We all have magic that we can live, and so helping people reconnect to that is my path in life, and there's many ways that I 
walk this path. The main one would be in my leadership academy. I do womb priestess rituals. So it's helping women to connect to their womb space. And if there's been trauma they've experienced in this lifetime, whether it's around their sexuality or feeling safe to be in their feminine nature, because there's been so much repression around the divine feminine energy. It's to help emote and clear and move that stuck energy and be in the emotional expression of it so that that energy, which is essentially creating blocks and cloudiness within the womb space, it can be freed up. More of our power can be unlocked. More of our creative energy can be unleashed. And a greater sense of sexual, sensual expression can be happening without the fear. And also our fertility can rebalance. A lot of the women that I work with have menstrual health challenges, irregular cycles or irregular bleeding or painful periods. In fact, the whole reason why I'm on this path is I had two week long menstrual cycles at one point in my life. And that was after I took the birth control contraceptive, the pill for five years and I took it because one, I didn't understand my menstrual cycle. I thought I could get pregnant at any point of the cycle of the month. And so I was afraid of pregnancy. So I took the pill. And then two, I took the pill because I had excruciating cramps. They were so debilitating. I remember in college, I would have to stop school and I would go back to my dorm and just lay in my bed with a heating pad crying and feeling nauseous. And so the pill helped that, but it actually suppresses ovulation and it gives synthetic hormones that doesn't teach your body how to fix the imbalance from the inside out holistically. And it can also deplete the microbiome and impact hormonal balance in the long run. So after five years of being on the pill, I had a whole awakening with my womb and the moon cycle and realized I wasn't in a cyclical rhythm with the moon and I wasn't ovulating due to all the research I was reading about the pill and hormones. So I discontinued it. And then I didn't get a period for two whole years. It was absent. And then when it finally came back, I was actually the head chef of a plant-based restaurant that was opening. I was living my purpose at the time. Nutrition was so important to me. And so I believe that when we really step forward with our creative gifts, our menstrual cycle can regulate. And so I got my period back at this time, which was so exciting. But due to all the hormonal imbalances, my period lasted two weeks every month. It was like 14, 15 days of bleeding throughout the whole month. And opening a restaurant is a lot of work. I was on my feet every day working very long hours. And it was so exhausting to be bleeding and be putting out that much energy. And so eventually I ended up resigning from that position because I kept getting sick over and over. I felt so exhausted. And then the OBGYN told me, because I got some hormone testing done, she said that I had high estrogen and low progesterone, which means estrogen dominant, and then high cortisol. And then I was offered to be put back on the birth control contraceptive or synthetic hormones, synthetic progesterone as a means to regulate my system. And I was feeling so exhausted and like not in my power at the time. And I was thinking, gosh, is this really the only way? Is this really the only way? 
And I found so many other women that were also left with that same answer as a solution. And I ended up recommitting to nutrition and learning how to balance my menstrual cycle and my hormones with nutrition, with minerals and vitamins. And then that took me down the rabbit hole of womb wisdom and really uncovering the truth of what was buried in my womb, which I found so much repression around what it means to be a woman in this modern day lifetime and the priestess path and being in service and sharing our gifts, as well as some identities that I had taken on around what sexuality meant to me from my deeply religious upbringing that I was raised in. And it was a whole dismantling and freeing time period of my life to really see where all of these unconscious beliefs and programmings were impacting my ability to shine bright and to share and to feel vibrant and worthy. And as I uncovered that, move the energy with ritual, my menstrual cycle balanced to three to five days. I feel exquisite now when I bleed. I see it as a ceremony and I teach that in my academy. And it led me down this whole path of womb priestess, of womb wisdom. And, and now I share others in holistically connecting to the power of their womb space as well and balancing their hormones naturally and feeling free in their sensual expression and creating their dreams from overflow and not burn out. And so it's a big mission for this paradigm right now. As you can see, I'm so passionate about it. <laughs> mm, thank you so much for sharing this. And I, I can imagine a lot of women resonate with this. I had a similar situation that I had cramps that were so painful. It was just one hour, the first hour when my moon came, but it was so painful that I also had to lay down on the earth sometimes, put my fists into my womb and I cried. I was sweating. If I tried to get up, I was almost fainting. It was so painful that I was overwhelmed with everything. And the doctors said, just get back on the pill. And my body was clear that I didn't want to do that. And they couldn't help me with anything. And I told them that I have the theory that every time I swallow my emotions down and I don't speak my truth, that it gets better. And every time I have, you know, because of patterns and trauma and conditioning, I swallow it down. It's really painful and it comes almost coming out through the blood. And they were like, that's bullshit. It doesn't exist. It, I don't know where you heard that, but that's like not proven and it's not possible. And I kept on believing. And now I have really blissful moons when I align my life to my soul and not my mind and my fear and my conditioning. And I quit my job and I moved to this island. I I celebrate my moon and I don't have pain. It's like a, yeah, like a ritual that I, that I really honor. And if someone is listening and they feel like, oh, maybe something is resonating. I feel my moon is not the way it's supposed to be. You shared your story that nutrition was your first entry point, which is for most of us, we enter this healing path through the body because there's some imbalances and then we heal that and then we dive a layer deeper and a layer deeper. So what can you suggest if someone just started and they feel I want to dive my toe into this world to get to in touch with my cycle and my womb and my body's wisdom. What would you suggest for them? I love hearing your story. So many of us have gone through that. So many of us have gone through that. It's so relatable. And to answer your question, you know, for me, nutrition was the gateway. And for a lot of people, I hear the same nutrition is a gateway to our deeper spiritual connection. And I believe that that's because we put food into our bodies. And, you know, we're alchemizing those minerals. And if the food is clean, if, if it's from the earth, we're receiving those earth frequencies, and we are of the earth. 
And also I see food as a grounding, I guess you could call it safe modality to balance because moving into some of the deeper emoting and expressing, sometimes that can feel really unsafe if there is, you know, unresolved repressed energy and it's being unlocked and unleashed for the first time, it can feel like a lot. So first creating a sense of routine and nourishment to really soothe the nervous system with healthy nutrition. For me, I found that really stabilizing and really grounding and it set the tone for the deeper work that I ended up doing in the future. And just a few simple things that you can do if if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I want to start with nutrition is you can eat for the four phases of your menstrual cycle. And if your cycle is irregular and you're not, you know, bleeding at regular times, it's kind of sporadic. You can eat with the phases of the moon. So attuned to the moon and these four phases, just to briefly share what they are, there's a winter, which is your menstrual phase. And that is correlated to the new moon energy. It's our time for rebirth and rest. There's the follicular phase, and that is related to the energy of spring and also the waxing moon. It's a time of building and growth and new beginnings. You can think about the spring energy outside, right? Everything is, all the plants are shooting up and the flowers are blooming. It's a time of blooming and blossoming. And then there is mid-cycle, which is our ovulatory phase. That is when we're fertile. And that correlates to the season of summer as well as the full moon energy. And then lastly, there is the luteal phase, which is the longest phase out of the cycle. It lasts around 10 to 14 days. It happens right after we ovulate up until we bleed. And that correlates to the season of autumn and also the waning moon energy. And I have a moon cycle e-cookbook that has recipes for each of these phases. Plus I have a lot on my blog at moderngoddesslifestyle.com because you can actually eat specific minerals that are going to help build the hormones that are occurring within those phases. But the one that I really want to point out is the luteal phase, because that's when a lot of us start to experience the PMS symptoms, which I believe stands for please make space, PMS, please make space. And you know, a lot of those symptoms beyond the emotional and energetic component, which we can talk about in a moment, beyond all that, there can be imbalances with estrogen and progesterone levels. There can be too high estrogen, too low progesterone, and it can cause the PMS symptoms to get louder. It can cause there to be food cravings and blood sugar imbalances. So during that time, it's really important to eat blood sugar balancing meals. So what that could look like is a balanced meal of healthy fat, clean protein and fiber. So for breakfast, if you eat eggs, it could be eggs over sauteed veggies and sweet potatoes with sauerkraut and avocado on top. I freaking love eating that. I could eat it all the time. If you're vegan, you could do tempeh, something like that. For lunch, it could be like a big, vibrant salad with all these yummy veggies and then also some kind of protein on top as well and a yummy dressing and maybe some crushed walnuts or pumpkin seeds for the healthy fats. And when we're able to support our blood sugar levels, 
And you'll know if your blood sugar levels are off because you'll feel hungry an hour or so right after you eat, or you'll feel kind of shaky, or you'll feel anxious. When you're able to maintain that, that is going to help you keep healthy, adequate progesterone levels, which is going to impact like less PMS and period pain symptoms. And it's just so important to take care of your body during this time of the month because progesterone actually requires 200 to 300 more calories to build it. So, so we actually need to ground down with our diet and our meal plans at this time too. It's going to, going to help us nest and really nurture ourselves to prepare for when we bleed, which we lose a lot of minerals in our blood. So we want to make sure that we're taking in adequate nutrition at this time. And not what ends up happening, which is when we get those cravings, we're like, okay, the cookie, the donut, the whatever. And then at the end of the day, you're like, what did I eat today? What in the world? (laughs) It's like, (laughs) there's so many other options to satisfy and satiate your body temple. That's a place to start. Get excited about feeding yourself vibrant, delicious, blood sugar balancing meals. And then the last bit I want to to share, to do some of that deeper work, because I love what you spoke to earlier, Tanya, is your body was physically expressing what the emotions and just your energy itself, their body is expressing what that didn't have an outlet, like that didn't have an outlet. So your body is somatically expressing it in the form of the cramps, of the pain, of whatever is happening, what it, which is called PMS. And really what I see PMS as, please make space, it's a time where our wild woman is arising to the surface and she has a voice. She wants to create boundaries and she's ready to alchemize. She's the medicine woman, the alchemist, and alchemize energies into power, into passion, into creativity. She renews, she composts, she helps us prepare to let go, which essentially in our menstrual phase, we're releasing and shedding our uterine tissue. We're creating the space for new downloads, new epiphanies, new life force the month ahead to take place. So if we make space, please make space for the wild woman to be in her witchy wildness, then she gets to alchemize and do what she's designed to do. And from that space, you know, she may have things that she wants to share. If you've been in a cycle of people pleasing and overwhelm and not having healthy boundaries, you might be feeling a lot there that needs to express, or maybe you have heartache or there's, you know, a loss that you've experienced in your life and you haven't been able to soften and meet that because the demands of your schedule and this go, go, go societal mentality is keeping you hardened. You might have your heart wanting to express and cry and emote. And so to please make space in a way that is a ritual, that is a ceremony, I like to intentionally create time on my calendar where I block it off. Like, okay, my menstrual cycle is coming. My wild woman's going to want to have a voice. It's all block off time in my schedule. And then whatever arises to the surface, however I'm feeling, that guides the ritual that I do. So maybe I've been feeling like I want to express myself more and be more raw, right? Like the name of this podcast, right? 
maybe I'll do like a sacred dance where, where I'll undress myself in front of the mirror and I will just massage myself with breast oil and I will let myself just be witnessed by myself and really be raw and tender with myself. Or if I've been feeling a lot of tension and frustration that month, I might do a dance and come down onto all fours and twerk and howl and just shake things and really be primal, get out of my head and into my body. And there's so many ways to express the wild woman, but just some of the key fundamentals are emoting, like movement, sound breath. That's how we get out of the mind and into the body. And when we're able to do that, the energy can release. Oftentimes emotions will come to the surface and truly be felt. And that's the feminine way we feel to heal. That's how we move energy. It's not about fixing or doing or trying to figure it out. It's just being. So if we can give ourselves the permission and the ritual to create a sense of safety, to just be and express and emote, which is what the goddess is designed to do. It's our death and rebirth alchemist power. Then the menstrual cycle itself is less painful because that energy that's like repressed and just buried within, and it needs to be released somehow it's already been released. And so the cycle is not as intense and that's what I've experienced myself. It sounds like you have too. And so I'm inviting others that are listening to this, like, can you make your bleed time? Can you make your pre-bleed time a sacred ritual and give yourself permission to feel what you need to feel in a creative way and just be in the beauty of what is at that time to move the energy? Mm, Thank you so much for sharing. There was so much potent wisdom in it. And I hope every woman gets the chance to to get this information because it can help really to get back into your body and to release those painful moments that we don't need to do if we alchemize it like you shared and we that's also a big mission of mine or a, a desire for the world that we as women we can do that in our everyday life because society is not built like this we have if we work we cannot just take three days off because we're on our moon. Some do it secretly. I, I used to do it at the end that I took the first day off because it was just not possible. And I even now clear my schedule the first two days of my moon. But for some women, it's not possible because they're stuck in the system. And I really, really hope it's already starting. I feel some countries already have like a day off for the first day of the moon cycle. And I really desire that we remember how much the world will profit if we connect back to that natural cycle and to our wisdom because if we take only those two days off on the first two days of the bleed it has such a big impact on the rest of the cycle only these two days can make us better workers even we can be more productive because we don't lose our energy in the most sacred time when we are supposed to be in our cave and just be in our own energy and to release and to feel what's meant to be felt so thank you so much for diving so deep into this and i can see and tell that you're truly embodied in this and you're really living this by a leading example and that leads me to my next question which I'm curious I would love to know what does feminine leadership mean to you if we take this word of the feminine cycle of feminine embodiment into business and how to lead our lives but also our businesses from our feminine essence yeah absolutely I love this question so feminine leadership It's about really being in the frequency, the being of your intention. 
And so the masculine energy, I think a lot of us understand that it's the action oriented, like I'm going to do this business thing and make this sales call and do that and write this post. Like we need that. But the feminine energy is a state of being. It is the frequency itself. And so feminine leadership, as I show up in life, as I create workshops or whatever it is that I'm doing, to me, being in the frequency, the medicine of what I'm offering is so important, so vital. It's integral. And so connecting to my womb, really listening to the guidance of my womb and its rhythms, its whispers, nurturing my body, being in a feeling of joy and letting that radiance outpour out in what I'm doing, being in devotion. These are all frequencies that I wish to offer the world. And I do that through a transfer of energy as a transmission in whatever I'm creating. So again, feminine leadership to me means really living in the truth of that frequency as I'm creating, not just going through the action steps, disconnected, pushing on through for the sake of getting it done and, you know, making it happen, but really being aligned and embodied with the frequency itself of what I'm offering. I feel that that is much more magnetic. My clients have deeper experiences from that energy itself. I attract soulmate clients because they align with that energy. And I feel that it's important that we have, of course, both an expression of masculine and feminine, but our world wasn't necessarily taught how to be, right? Because we have all these programmings around do more, get more done. And it's like this never ending task list. And as an entrepreneur, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm doing all the time and I'm super ambitious. I have a Leo rising. (laughs) So it's really taking the space to pause and to be in that yin, to be like the menstrual cycle itself, which is there's a time of expansion and then there's the time of contraction and there's the time of letting go and being still and For me, living those principles are really important. And to be a leader in this world, the authenticity and integrity of being your mission, I feel is so valid because it's one thing to say it and to promote it. And then there's another step, which is to actually be that. And that is far more powerful because that's an energy that you're co-creating in life with that others can truly feel. And I feel like that shifts the paradigm. And so, Mm. yeah. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. And I'm curious, how does that look like in your everyday life? For example, you're, you're guiding a workshop in a week about whatever you can choose a topic so people can get a tangible, like how can they implement this into their lives and into their missions? How can I become the embodiment and not get caught up into the structures and all the things I need to do? How can I maybe outsource things? Like what has helped you to stay in a clear channel and in the energy you want to bring out instead of already being burned out before you even get started teaching about it? So for me, it's being in the rituals that I teach doing them on a regular basis and going out into nature. I I moved to the Hawaiian islands actually, because I love being with Gaia so much. So I'm often in 
ritual before I do a launch, before I create a marketing plan. You know, my mind might have some ideas, but to create a channel with inside myself as a vessel to receive downloads from the divine and let the energy transform me, that is where the potency of what I'm offering is coming through because it's not from the mind. It's not from the ego. Like, oh, I should do this. It's like the direct transfer from God, like, and I become the vessel. So that's really, really important to me. And I make space to be in ritual. I make space to go out into nature. I make space for those downloads to come. And then I act from inspiration rather than force. And another thing that came up when you asked that question was, I was just on a vacation with 21 family members in Costa Rica, <laughs> my uncles, my aunts, my cousins. And I want to share this example because, you know, a lot of us have experiences in life where we're with family members or we're, we're in jobs where the culture or the community of that experience is not quite in alignment with what we might really want to be doing, which is like witchy sisterhood rituals, right? And so I started my moon when I was on an excursion with all my family members on a bus. And I was going deep into the medicine of my womb portal. I was not in my normal, like, quote unquote, womb cave red tent that I create. And I trusted. I'm like, okay, here I am with my family members, obviously. I'm transmuting. I'm in my ritual. My moon decided to come now. So I trust that it wants to be here. And I let myself soften. I let myself slow down. And I even communicated with my uncles, with my 20 year old cousins, like, oh, I just started my moon. I'm bleeding. Wow. I'm feeling a lot right now, which everyone wants to tell other people that they're on their moon. But for me, I find it really liberating because Years in the past, my struggle was having my menstrual cycle and hiding it, being in pain and feeling the cramps and feeling alone in that and having to show up and put on a smile and pretend that everything was fine and life is just going on. And every like, I don't subscribe to that anymore. I really want to feel that where I'm at and what I'm doing, the whole essence of myself is welcome. And so I just, nonchalantly. It was like, oh, I'm bleeding. I just started my moon. And so everyone, like all 20 something family members of mine knew that I was bleeding. And <laughs> I don't know what they perceived of it. Everyone was like super nice. Everyone was receptive. <laughs> but for me, it just felt so powerful because I mean, I don't know if my aunts ever tell their husbands if they're bleeding. I don't know if my young male cousins if their if their girlfriends ever share that they're bleeding. I don't know what their relationship is to understanding the moon time. And for me being a womb priestess, like I just want people to know like, hey, I'm bleeding. <laughs> so that was an experience I had. And I remember feeling so much more connected to my family. And I ended up feeling really supportive with all of them around me. It was a really, really beautiful bleed. And mm. I just wanted to share that too. You know, if you're in a corporate setting and you're listening to this, you might not feel comfortable going to tell your boss I'm bleeding. I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. But can you take this concept of letting your moon be seen more in some way? And maybe it's just for yourself. So if you are in a corporate setting and it feels cold and stale and you're bleeding, 
how can you let your moon have more of a voice? Maybe it's taking extra breaks and making a special elixir. Maybe you have adaptogenic womb herbs that you take. And can you make yourself a special elixir and take a few breaths with your hand over your womb and drink that elixir and tell yourself like, I'm a goddess. I'm bleeding. It's okay that I'm feeling so much right now. I can feel what I'm feeling and still show up maybe at a slower pace. Everything is all in divine timing. And then when you go home, take a bath or do something that's more grounding. But I just want to invite anyone to bring that energy of really being connected to your body, connected to your cycle and whatever you're doing, because it's going to bring far more of your creative power online, far more of your magic online when we don't abandon our physical needs or the health of our womb. And it's going to create healthy fertility in the long run and potentially give an opportunity to support the paradigm shift where uncles and cousins and male brothers are suddenly starting to have more of awareness around what it's like for somebody to bleed and to really, you know, be an awareness and celebration of that. <laughs> mm, I loved it so much. And it gives, it's almost like a ripple of remembrance and liberation that it's okay to speak about these things nobody talks about. And then somebody just does it so embodied and you're like, oh, actually, why do I not do that? It's like an invitation to remember, actually, we can all do that. We can talk about it. And even if someone gets triggered by it or feels shame or whatever, it's an invitation for them and not to take the responsibility for their reactions on us. And it's funny when you shared that I had the same experience. It wasn't my family, but it was the whole bus. My moon came when I was flying from Mexico to Costa Rica last month when I was assisting a feminine leadership training. And we were all in the bus and I was bleeding <laughs> with the women inside. So I could share, obviously, because everyone is, is in the space. But it, it was so beautiful to see, even if you're not in the, in the womb cave, you can still make your own ceremony. And I was listening to music and just made it cozy and massaged my arms and my womb and just in this tiny little bus squeezed in with, I don't know how many, 12 women or something, <laughs> still have a ceremonial moon and not get drained. Like I even imagined my energy protected and I, I tried to stay in my energy, even though I was physically in the same space with a lot of women. So that mm. was also interesting because on an island, you most of the time, the way we live our lives, right? We can just take two days off, no problem, be in nature, do our ceremonies and rituals, give our blood back to nature, connect to our blood, and it's easy. But sometimes we are in a situation where this is not possible. So I love that you shared that. Yeah, babe, <sighs> I, I love that. I just want to point out with that too, with feminine leadership, it's so much more than just showing up in your business or showing up in your intimate community or showing up in your own space and being your true essence. You know, that's all important, but then to be able to take it out into the broader world in every situation, how can you remain in truth with your integrity, in truth with your practices, in truth with your rituals, and let yourself be solid in that and invite others to witness you, not trying to fix them or change them, but just the simple act of being, it can have such a profound ripple effect. Oh, you yes. did. <laughs> I just, I, I think I want to share the stories. <laughs> Very intimate and funny. But I was traveling on the islands this summer and I, I got my moon in a space where we had a shared bathroom and I, I wanted to release something. I was working with releasing something with this moon cycle and I 
I was like, how can I do this? There's people around everywhere. So I put <laughs> I put a coffee cup from the kitchen and I put the blood inside and I went outside and a woman came and she's like, oh, good morning. And she cheered me with the cup. I was like, if she, if she only knew what was in this cup. And then I ran around the house and I was trying to find a tree or a plant where I can do the ceremony. And then a construction guy came and looked at me with my cup. <laughs> he was like, what are you doing? There's nothing then. I was like, I'm just looking for a tree. <laughs> and then I finally found a space where I could do the rest. <laughs> but it is possible, even if you're living with many people or you share a bathroom, you can still find a plant and give your blood back to the earth. It's so potent. And I feel especially the waters need our blood right now. Like I feel the world needs our blood. Absolutely. I love her story for you. It's, it's, it's like she was blessing your moon time. Her soul, her soul knew that she was coming to bless your moon time. And she, thought also, it's <laughs> she, she thought it was coffee. And you know, this really is, this is so powerful because going back to the first question you even asked me in this podcast, about like the priestess path, right? And how these memories and these traumas of having to hide magic, being outcasted from the temples or being burned at the stake as a witch, like we are modernizing rituals. That is the divine feminine rising is being able to take our practices and be with them and have it be exposed and, and, you know, not have a death sentence. It's like, we can do our practices freely now and encourage others to do that as well, just by being the example. <laughs> so I appreciate you so much. <laughs> yeah, it's a so naked podcast. We can share everything here. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk to you for hours and I feel you have so much wisdom to share that women need to hear. Maybe we do a second interview at one point. But if there's something that you could share with women, like maybe a few sentences, a few practices that can help them on their journey of reconnecting to their wombs, what was the most essential practices that helped you on your journey? What feels alive right now is to encourage anyone who's listening, who feels just challenged with connecting to their emotions and the feminine ritual is to create a sisterhood, create a community. If you don't have one locally in your town, and I know what that's like, because I live in Hawaii now, there's a lot going on here. But originally I was living in the Midwest and I was the one that was bringing it. I would leave, I'd experience it. I'd come back. I'd be like, where is it? It's not <laughs> happening here. And I'd feel so frustrated until I realized, wait, I'm here. Okay. Like I'm going to hold the space. And, and I did, I, I birthed a red tent movement in Indianapolis back in the day and the restaurant too. But so many people were yearning for it. So many people wanted to be a part of it. And once the space was created, people came and then we got to be in ritual together. So I would share with you if you're feeling, you know, just disempowered, disconnected, a little insecure about living these practices, invite others in because we're meant to do this together. The sisterhood is meant to do this together back in the day in tribal times when we we're living in agricultural communities. We were together in the camps and we didn't flee or, you know, go off because if we did that, when a lion came or a threat came to camp, then we'd leave the babies behind. So we had to come together and that's how we gain strength. And so I invite you to 
create a sisterhood, a coven, a community, like set the tone, maybe do a a full moon ritual or create delicious elixirs or, you know, a tea ceremony, invite them over and just open the conversation around menstruation, around femininity, around this energy, put on music, dance together. There's so many ways to just allow the magic of ritual to blossom and bloom. And the beautiful thing too about gathering in groups of women is then we start to feel, or womb carriers, we start to feel safe. We co-regulate our nervous systems attune with each other, and then we feel more empowered. And then oftentimes that energy itself creates the spirit of the ritual. It creates the alchemy of magic. Something will happen. Someone might have a healing experience, share a really powerful story because they finally feel safe enough to do so. And then that opens the portal of more magic to happen. And so just going to invite you, like you're not alone in this. There's so many others that desire to be in ritual together. Even if you're in a town that you're looking around thinking like, where are the people? Like you're there. (laughs) So I'm sure there's others and I'm just encouraging you. Yeah. Find yourself community or create the space for the community to gather. I love that. And it's almost like a quantum leap in your own healing journey. If you allow yourself to be seen, it's, you can do all the healing on your own, but if you're with other women in a safe, sacred container where you can drop the masks and be so naked and share your most rawest expression with what's real with you in the moment without pretending everything's fine, even though you're cramping or you're going through a headache, it's so like it can shed literally generational trauma in a few hours in a circuit. That's what I've experienced. I've had the most beautiful moments in this raw expression when even when a woman shares her true heart, you look around at least five pairs of airs tear up because they resonate from the purity and from the rawness and from this expression and the bravery that comes with that also. So thank you so much for sharing this. And if you don't have it in your hometown and you don't feel ready to share it, it's even possible online to find these spaces, to find sisterhood. And I feel the more we lead, the more also we need to receive, to be in spaces where we can be held. We can hold space but we also need that's what I experienced in my journey I was I'm living here in Morea and there's no community here so I'm the one leading these circuits and then I came to Tulum and I was just oh my god I missed this so much I didn't know how much I was craving community and like-minded sisters in the space and also be the one receiving and breaking down in a circle and not always holding it so I feel it's it's a balance to have both in our lives yeah and then there's always retreats too I love hosting retreats just want to share one more thing. One of the, the powerful aspects of retreat that we do in our academy is we do the sacred witness. So there's somebody that's literally holding space, just witnessing another person. And then we're guiding the rituals. So that person is deeply connecting to their womb, to deep, deep layers, to emotions, even rage and getting to be in the full embodiment of that expression while the other person just holds space and witnesses. And it's so transformative what happens. I'm again, I'm getting chills right now. Just the the power of what can happen when you truly feel like you are seen in a non-judgmental space and you can really access those layers. And it's so powerful to do it together. So mm. yes, I couldn't agree more. I have one last question for you before we close this interview and before you also you're more than welcome to share how people can connect with you. And I invite you to close your eyes for this one. So if you could travel back in time 
and you could tell young Ellie something that you've learned along your journey that would have helped you immensely on your healing path of embracing the role as a womb priestess, what would you tell her? Trust your womb, trust your path, pause when you feel overwhelmed, be in your joy, trust your path. Mm. And I actually, I do travel back in time and tell my younger self a lot of times, because I've thought about this a lot. Like I analyzed who I was when I started my business in the beginning of 2017. I was so like, I had a big mission, but I did not trust. I was so scared because I couldn't see where I was going. Right. Like I, I knew I wanted to share these practices, but I didn't know how to fully create it, to market it, to receive compensation for it. It was like, what in the world? And I'd get discouraged. <laughs> I doubt myself so much. And then I think about who I am now. What is it? 2023, seven years ago. Right. And I'm like, babe, like, just trust yourself. If you could know where we are now, like you would not have felt so insecure. And mm. So I do that actually thinking of myself now five years down the road, because of course I have different goals now. And I'm like, is it going to happen? I'm like, trust yourself. Like you're going to get there. Like how you get there, the journey will show you. And so much will happen in that journey, which will be a beautiful blessing, but just trust and then be in the joy of it. Be in the joy of it. I mean, that's the most important piece on this path to surrender to something that's bigger than you and allow it, you know, not to resist the changes, the intuitive fits. We were just talking about it before this interview, when you're just happy settled in and then spirit calls you to travel somewhere and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and to listen to the nuggets and not resisting it because the more you do that, you the more you realize it's always a portal for magic and for your growth and you're always ending up in the right places so thank you for sharing that and thank you for sharing all of your important beautiful embodied wisdom with us i hope every single woman in the world listens to this and dives into your world so how can people women connect with your magic how can they find you and your work what are you birthing right now Thank you, Tanya. I loved being on this podcast. I think you have a really beautiful mission. And I just, I trust that this audience is so exquisite. So I'm happy to be here to speak to everyone and with everyone. And if you want to continue connecting, I hang out on social media, Modern Goddess Lifestyle. I'm mostly on Instagram, but I also have a private Facebook community as well. Modern Goddess Lifestyle, a portal of feminine expansion. And I oftentimes have free online challenges. There's a global ancestral womb healing council that's coming up at the start of the next month. And I have eBooks and online training for juicy feminine leadership. So there's just so much magic and yeah, moderngoddesslifestyle.com. That's my website too. Amazing. We will link everything in the show notes as well. So thank you so much again. And I... I see you in Kauai maybe next month. Oh, so. Yeah, come be in ritual with me. <laughs> I would love that. Thank you so much. <sighs> I hope you soaked up all the magic, all the wisdom of Ellie and our conversation. Make sure to follow her on Instagram. She shares a lot of beautiful, beautiful, important messages and so much wisdom over there. And if this conversation inspired you, send it to a loved one that could benefit from it's gems and leave a review on the Apple podcast or Spotify. I read every single review and it makes my heart so happy. And 
we need all of us to share the power of this work. We need all of us to come into our power, to come into our light, into our true expression, because the new earth is happening. And we need all of us beautiful light workers, healers, mentors, all the people with beautiful hearts that want to make this world a better place. And I leave it for that with that for today. Sending you much love. Talk to you soon.